Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Critical third down and eight of the 16-yard line. 29th third down defense in the NFL. Bears rising at 44% conversion on third down. Coming up at 6.15 to go in the quarter. Mustafer to snap it back to Fields in the gun. He's got a two-by-two two arrangement. Snap is back against a four-man rush. Good protection. Slings it to the left corner of the end zone. Up in the air for the catch. Darnell Mooney for the touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Wide open. 16-yard strike from Fields to Mooney. The connection continues with these two, and the Bears are an extra point away from tying the game. That was a sweet play right there. Jeff Joniak with the call on News Radio 780 WBBM and 105.9 FM. Mark Grody and Jim Miller with you for another hour. Jim will be with us until 1 o'clock. I'll be here until 2. And we are definitely taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. Cesar Perez is our producer. The Bears hitting the practice field right about now. It is around 1.40 when Matt Eberflus is expected to speak. Right before that, we will get the final injury report of the week. I don't know if things will be made any more clear about Justin Fields' status for Sunday. In fact, I doubt it. I am sure it will be a game-time decision, but we will figure that out. We've been talking a ton about Justin Fields and the Bears' offense, and we will continue to do that. I can definitely see the people that are on hold want to talk more about the offense. But I do want to sneak in one thing on the defense, and the the Bears' defense has been poor at getting to the quarterback. There are some built-in issues with having lost Robert Quinn and um, Roquan Smith, both of whom were responsible for three-and-a-half of the Bears' 15 sacks and all this season, and we've seen Alan Williams trying stuff. I mean, I saw him blitzing Jack Sanborn last week a couple of times to to no avail, but here is Alan Williams being asked a, a very direct question about the defense, and I want to get Jim Miller to react to it. Here's Alan Williams. You know, it seems like you've brought uh, um, 
blitzers to try and pressure the quarterback, probably more than you would have liked. It seems like that. But are you about out of ways to pressure the quarterback at, the, at this point? It seems like everybody's tried it, but yet it just it just seems like a struggle. Never. Uh, never out of ways. Um, there we still have a lot of things uh, up our sleeve in terms of finding ways to get pressure on the quarterback. So um, we're still, no. Uh, we'll we'll find different ways to to get them down, get them on the ground, confuse them, um, uh, be effective on on third down. What's the missing element? To, uh, I know we, it's a common theme, but I'm just curious at this point. What? I don't know if there is a you know one thing that um, a missing element. Um, right now, we just uh, I think we have guys that are gaining experience. Guys are getting their sea legs up underneath them. We have a, a young group in terms of, uh, and then we have a guy that. Guys that are um, rush is just not uh, four individuals. If you're talking about a four-man rush, it's it's four working as one. So that rotation has been switched around uh, a lot with new bodies in there. So it takes uh, it takes a little bit for guys to get in and know another guy. Hey, I know that this is what a guy does. I cover him on the rush. I close gaps off. So uh, we're still we're still working on that. Um, it's uh, we're we're not abandoning our our four man rush whatsoever. Jim, is this as simple as the Bears just don't have the talent on defense to get to the to the quarterback? Yeah, I think it is. You know, and it kind of unfolded yesterday in the Buffalo game, right? Going into the game, they were down Gregory Russo. All right, AJ Epineza was out. Then Von Miller gets hurt. Yeah, and now you're down to Boogie Basham and Shaq Lawson, who are just guys. Uh huh. They're just guys. Yeah. All right. So what did they do? They were blitzing Matt Milano. Buffalo kind of went out of their realm of who they are. They they typically want to rush with their front four, and they do not blitz. They're like one of the most least least blitzing teams in the NFL. And they were bringing Matt Milano. They were trying to do things to to create pressure. And I just think that's where uh, the Bears are. Dominique Robinson's a very young player. They like him. He's talented. We'll we'll see where it goes with him. Travis Gibson now moving back to the defensive end position. Yeah. Al Muhammad. He's a one year starter for Indianapolis. He's just a guy. All right. Taco Charlton. Just a guy. All right. So. Those aren't guys that defy the X's and O's. Von Miller defies the X's and O's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. And, and Robert okay. Quinn did that last year for yeah. the Bears, for sure. And so, and so you do see the Bears blitzing more. Like uh, when they played Detroit, first game, first play of the game, uh, Matt Eberflus brings a uh-huh. Mike Sam blitz. Yeah. And Jared Goff reads the hot. He throws it hot. He's a veteran quarterback. Oh, okay. All right, you're going to try and generate pressure? I'm just going to throw hot here. All right? And that's that's how Jared Goff dealt with it. You know, so hey, Marcus the, Mariota was pretty successful last week yeah. against the Bears blitz attempts. Yeah, and uh, you know they're bringing Brisker up. They blitz br- Brisker. They'll bring Kyler Gordon when Kyler kicks into the nickel. They blitz Kyler Gordon. So they are doing things to to try and generate pressure, uh, but they want to do it with their front four. Yeah, and the Bears front four is not. I think we just lost. They're just guys. Uh huh. Yeah, and and that and that's the way this team was set up. I mean, it was no secret, you know. Nobody tried to. It, you know, Ryan Pace didn't try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes in what this team was going to be this year. So, and I think that that's why, like the bigger picture part of this too, Jim, is that you know Alan Williams is the defensive coordinator. He, you can't really. It's hard to evaluate him right now because of the the lack of skill. So, I, in other words, I guess I'm asking you. Is is has Alan Williams 
done everything he can do to get this defense right, and then he's just hit the talent wall. I, I think they've overachieved, quite frankly. Wow. I, mean, okay. I give the Bears credit. They have they got off the field on third down last week to give their offense an opportunity to win the game. I think they're doing a hell of a job with the, the guys that they have. I like the secondary. I think that secondary is going to be really good when it all you know, when they continue to develop and once they get a front four yeah. that can rush, it's going to be good. But yeah. I, I think they, you know, they're a year away. You're going to go through the draft. They'll have money to spend in free agency to get what? Guys who defy the X's and O's. <laughs> I love that. Guys who yeah. defy the X's and O's. Uh, that's, that's the key. And by the way, um, it is possible that neither Jaquan Brisker nor Kyler Gordon plays in the game on Sunday because both have been in concussion protocol. We'll probably find out more about that today. But, yeah, those are parts that I'm as hyper and breathless as we are about the offense and we should be about Justin Fields. It's fun to watch those guys develop as well. 312-644-6767, the number. Let's get back to these phone calls, and we start with Mark in Carroll Stream. Hi, Mark. You're on the score with Jim Miller and Mark Grody. How are you, Redbird? I'm doing well. Well, fellow Redbird here, okay. I was a little bit earlier than you, Yeah, but I was back in a certain WGN guy's day. Okay. So, w- are you talking about so Dan Roan? Made- yes. Okay, it's okay. You can say Dan Roan's name here. I love Dan Roan. Yeah. Dan Roan's one of the greats. Still a, still a dear friend. Dan uh, Roan? Okay. My point is... Oh. Like Jim Miller just talked about, I think you got to give the Bears a break a little bit. Ryan Poles comes in, and I don't want to say that the cupboard is bare, but it was closed. So he did what he could do, and he picked up a couple good guys for in the secondary, but. They've got a lot of holes to fill, and they had no draft picks. So who you get? You're and giving the Bears no... team a break. Or you're giving Ryan Poles a break. Who? What, who are you giving the? Yes. Okay. Yes. This year. This you year. Know, yeah. This is a bear. This is a Bears town. Bears. Everybody went nuts when they won two out of the first three, and I get that. But what did you really expect? <laughs> I got you, Mark. Th- thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it, fellow the Redbird right there. But yeah, I mean, no, this is not. I was talking about this earlier, Jim. This is the. This is the. I can't remember another, and maybe maybe you can. Um, another Bears team that was this interesting and three and eight, and a team that people were captivated by and wanted to watch, and still packing Soldier Field. And I mean, the only illusions I could come up with were, you know, like Walter Payton before the Bears got good, um, Dick Butkus, and I'm sure people would go to just see those guys, and the Bears lost a lot of games on Dick Butkus's watch. So I don't really it, – it's very odd, man, when you really think about it. The Bears are 3-8, and eight and people are just as – there well, is no apathy for the Bears right now. Because you look at them, they they compete. They're in every game. Other than the Green Bay game, even the Dallas game that ended being a twenty point blowout, yeah. they were in that game. But isn't it Justin? Isn't it just Justin Fields? I mean, or or I mean, 
Of course people want to see the Bears win, but I think it's just Justin Fields that people have eyes on. And if they lose, it sucks, but it's like, okay, really what it's about is seeing Justin Fields do what he has done. Well, it's, it's that. I mean, certainly it's it's a young quarterback that everybody, the expectation level, I mean, here I do SiriusXM every day for four hours, and I had Bears fans calling in. We get this guy from uh, Indiana, Bear Down Philly, calls in all the time. He he thought the Bears were going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, he's Bear Down What Phil. are you talking he's about? Bear Down Phil, the expecta- Yeah, it's ec- the expectation just because Justin Fields in a new scheme was – you know, just going to – this team was going to go to the Super Bowl. I was like, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Whoa. You know, because <laughs> I knew you, you – as a Bears fan, and I said it prior to the season, don't get caught up in the record. Don't get caught up in it because it's about the growth and development of young players. The Bears had more dead cap – salary cap space than any team. I think $63 million. Mm-hmm. It's about – this year is about the growth – in development of young players to lay the foundation in a, with a new coach, two new schemes on the offensive and defensive ball, side of the ball to lay the foundation for next year when they have the money to spend. These players have to learn and put the pelts on the wall. It's a growth and development year to build towards what they want to be. And they're in every game. I, again, I think Matt Eberflus has exceeded what Co- Coach Williams, what Getsy is doing. They have over-exceeded what I even thought they were going to be able to do with the players that they have. They're in every game, and they have a chance to win them. And it's not just Justin Fields. It's defensively at times when they can't get off the field. They've got to get better at. They did that last week against Atlanta. I was shocked. I was like, man. Look at the third downs. They're getting off the field on third downs. I didn't think they would be able to do that. And they are doing it at times. So there there are silver linings all across the board. But they're in every game other than that Green Bay game. When they are overmatched, out-talented, everything, but yet they're there within striking distance to win. They're competing. And that's what you want with a young team. That is true. Let's go to Otto in Brookfield. Otto, you are on the score with Jim Miller and Mark Rohde. Thanks for taking my call, Jim. I was listening to you yesterday while cooking the bird, and I'm actually wearing right now my 2001 NFC Central Division Champions hat. Thank you for your role and for all the memories on that great team, sir. Yes. There you go. Thank you. Aren't you still the last Bears quarterback to throw for 400 yards, Jim? Uh, or, I did, or did I? Did I miss that? Did Caesar, you have a I project. Throw a now. party right now, for uh. God's sake! My arm's <laughs> killing me. Otto, go ahead, my friend. That, yeah, that, that's not why I called though. Grody, I wanted to give you a suggestion. I'm a, I, I have a question for the both. Of you. Oh, excellent! Uh, I love suggestions. Oh, you're gonna love this. Okay, I'm a big right. fan of the uh, big fan of the Neverlife Network, and I've seen you on there. I was hoping you to, first. Can you please get back on there as soon as possible? Okay. When you do, <laughs> okay. Dave never lies. When you do, please, we need to see Dave the Cat. Okay. And we need at least one Harrison Ford <laughs> fugitive line. Oh, even I always if, give those. I, completely, hey, yeah, I don't think you did last time. Oh. I, every, I did not hear. I was even thrown in the comment section hoping you'd see it. Okay. But, uh, well, that's on them. That's on the host then. That's on the host. So. Well, you're putting it in your head. You can't remember. Okay. Harrison Ford. Suggestion suggestion taken, Otto. What's next? My question. Both of you guys were around the Bears. I think, uh, Mark, towards you might have been, I think you might have been with the Cubs, but then you switched over to the Bears. You saw and were around the Bears when 
uh, former nose tackle, and I think he's a podiatrist now. Uh, Eddie Goldman was on the team. Yeah, I, I was reading a I was reading a Bear blogger uh, guy uh, Andy Weldon had uh, posited that maybe Tevin Jenkins is like an Eddie Goldman, and I was wondering since you guys were around Goldman, and you're probably around Jenkins. Do you see any similarities in their personality? I no, mean, it, it, uh... <laughs> no, no, not 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 at all. Eddie Eddie Goldman uh, was I, I don't even know how to describe him. He was um, I, I keep wanting to say odd, but he was just solitary. I, I like he just kind of was to himself. wasn't really particularly enthusiastic. I, I never really got to know Eddie Goldman. So and he you know and he was he was very. I mean, he was good enough to get a. I thought a justified extension at the time. He seemed like a promising prospect, and I assume that you're you're trying to make the comp between Tevin Jenkins and Eddie Goldman that that somehow Tevin Jenkins has lost interest or is not interested in football. And being around Tevin Jenkins, I don't see that at all from Tevin Jenkins. But I don't know if you have a different picture of Eddie Goldman or Tevin Jenkins than than I do, but. But yeah, Eddie Goldman was an interesting character. Not not a bad guy in any way, but just just to himself. Let's just let's leave it at that, I guess. Yeah, well, it's it's a part of the scouting process, and when you're interviewing players leading up to the draft, and you do have to, uh, I guess, check the boxes, the intangible uh, boxes of does a player love football. Right, you right. want to draft somebody who loves to play football. Sure, yeah, it seems right? like that's I, always the first thing they say. Yeah. Yeah, and if they don't check those boxes, I would not be drafting them. Period. Right, right. I mean, I don't know if, like, in the case of of Tevin Jenkins, if some people put on they project on him because he's brainy. You know what I mean? Like he's an engineering student, and I know that when he was in college, well, one he had a medical, one he had a medical, so I know for a fact he was off some teams' boards. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. He I, he he was a second round pick. I mean, he might have been a first. I mean, he was the guy that everybody was talking. I mean, everybody, if you remember, and we got to take a break here, but everybody had projected that the Bears were going to take Tevin Jenkins with their first pick in in the draft until they moved up to take Justin Fields. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, the medical thing that that's the biggest part. That's the biggest part of Justin Fe- or Justin Fields. Tevin Jenkins's career to me, Jim, is that he comes in and he essentially misses a season. I mean, not the whole season, but you know what I mean with a yeah. structure damage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is a horrible way to enter the NFL. So that that's the only thing I look at. He was off other team sports. Period. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there was damage done. Three one two. 644-6767. Jim Miller is here. I'm Mark Grody. We are together until 1 o'clock. 312-644-6767. Folks on hold, I promise we will get to you. We'll go, we'll go rapid fire when we come back here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. What's the worst you've ever played through in your life? National championship with you know, the cracked ridge and the partially torn hip muscle. Anything from that experience that either helps or, or changes kind of your mindset as you go through this week? I mean, nothing changes that. I mean, you get a big game like that, that's the last game of the year. I'm playing, I got a damn near die for me to not play in that one. So, uh, yeah, no, not really. But you say this isn't the national championship on, on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, so it's just, you know, you know, just, again, seeing how I feel, seeing if I can protect myself or not, and, you know, just kind of playing it by ear. It sounds like they have... Left this up to Justin Fields, assuming that 
His, the updates on his shoulder continue to be that he's not going to do, at least this is what the doctor said. I just have such a hard time with this. It's not going to do further damage. Then it's up to Justin Fields and his pain tolerance and what he is willing to risk at this point. Bears are on the practice field right now. Matt Eberflus will speak in a little bit over an hour from right now. I am Mark Grody. Jim Miller is here as well. We are taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767. We get right back to it with John in Matson, Illinois. Hello, John. You're on the score. Hello, guys. Uh Thank you for having me. For sure. Uh, number one, getting away a little bit from the X's and O's, I'd like to get your opinion on the word that was thrown around much earlier in the year, culture. Is it now non-existent, or do you see things improving? I see a lot of penalties, not including the refs. Okay, so you're talking about that the the team and the discipline more than exactly. the culture. Okay, I, I could speak to culture, but discipline. Jim, what have you seen – discipline-wise from, from the Bears? A discipline, or are they mistakes? No, I, I think, yeah, you've got lack of execution out there where yeah. players got to perform better. Uh, but I do think the, the coach, uh, the staff, I think they have the ear of all the players. I think those players have responded uh, when, like, Coach Eberflus talks about, hey, we got to get back, we got to get to our techniques. You know, the perfect example is the New England game. You know, they play on Thursday night, they – lost a game against Washington that they probably shouldn't have lost um, because they're not talented enough to to win. And then they come back and they get 10 days and look how they performed. When coach said, hey, this is what we need to focus on. This Mm -hmm. is what we got to do. So I think he does have the ear of the players where they respond to what he's trying to accomplish. But but again, they're just not talented as a team to to finish and and do it. They're in every game, but uh, they've got to be able to, you know, in those crucial moments, uh, be able to make those plays and be able to execute and, and do what they need to do. Uh, they've had opportunities to do it, but they're they're not good enough to do it right now. Yeah, and I I can speak to the to the culture piece being in that locker room a lot, and I've said this several times. This is a really good locker room, and that that yeah. falls in the category of for whatever it's worth, um, you know, to people because I know people just want the results, but. It's a really good locker room, and I think part of the reason for that is, Jim, and you could tell me if this is true or not, sometimes if you're not as talented of a team, you're going to be a little bit more front and center. You're going to be a little bit more, I'm going to do whatever I have to do you know, for this team, and uh, you, you can't afford to not be a good guy in the locker room. Am I on to something with that? Yeah, I, I, I think you know they, they know the type of guys that they want, and I do. I think this is a good, hard-working group. There are very young team playing very young players who are learning. Um, and with that comes growing pains. You know, it could be as small as Justin Fields not tagging Mika Parsons to get him down. You know, <laughs> yeah. and hell of a jump, though. Hell of a it's, jump. <laughs> it's return to for re- return for a touchdown. So yeah. those are the type of things that you're you're dealing with. They're they're young. They work hard. I think they do respond to the coach, and they're. They need the experience, and it, it. I know it's hard for a lot of Bears fans to accept, and it's going to happen more, but I want to see all these competitive games towards the end of the season. They need to start putting them in the wind column where they are learning from these mistakes, and they're not happy with, oh, yeah, we, we competed, but no, you, you play to win, and they'll start making the plays that are necessary to win, I think is what's, what's next. Let's go to Jeff in Arlington Heights. Jeff is next on the score. Hi, Jeff. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, 
Justin Fields is, there's no question, he's a big, strong guy. He's a phenomenal athlete. But I think I'm probably in a minority. I'm not that all excited with his running abilities, only because when you look at the big picture, these teams that are in the hunt for a championship every year or close to being in the hunt, or these teams that are in winning the Super Bowl, they don't have quarterbacks that run around like he does. Um, and I, I, I'm just wondering, is there a danger of him becoming a run first quarterback in his mind? What's to keep him from doing that? Because he has, has, has had such success, but he's going to get killed out there. Well, I don't, I don't th- think they should be playing him. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Jeff. And I, Hey, the, the thing about all of this is, is that I, Justin Fields probably if, if, he was being honest from the very beginning would tell us he preferred to be a pocket quarterback, right, yeah. Jim? Because yeah. he knows that that's you know that that's what he did in college. That he is yeah. a pocket quarterback who has brilliant athletic ability and brilliant speed, and he's got that part. But you could put you put the arm with that and the passing ability. That is an MVP candidate. Yeah, I mean the question you're asking is it sustainable? Right, right, you right, know. right, right. Is it sustainable for him to do what he's doing? And yes, I would say no. I don't think ideally you want it to be this way where he's taking the hits that he's taken because he'll end up like a Cam Newton. You right. Know, and Cam's Wear and tear. Uh, Andrew Luck, big strapping guy and, uh, you know, did too much. But, you know, I think it'll grow and develop where it'll become. Like even Josh Allen, I, I reference him because – Go look at their stats. He leads the Buffalo Bills in rushing. Yeah. He's their leading rusher every single week. I mean, and I think Singletary got like 70 yards yesterday, and, and Josh Allen surpassed him. You know, Josh, I think, had over 80 yards. I I don't think the Bills want that to be the case. No. Either. Well, and somebody brought it's this. Not, it's uh, not sustainable. Yeah, it's it was not. not sustainable, right. And somebody, I don't remember who it was. One of our experts here on the score brought this up, and it was such a great point. And that is, if if we are going to talk about running backs as non-sustainable in the in the NFL, like where their their importance has been downgraded, they don't last long, they're um, at peak because of all the hits they take, then we have to think about that in terms of, like if Justin Fields plays like he has played over these last five or six games, that's wear and tear like a running back. Not to the same right. extent, Jim, but similar, right? right? No, I, I agree. And, there, hey, there have been athletic running quarterbacks. Steve Young, we can go through yeah. uh, the list. McNabb, obviously. Was- Vic. Yeah, and Vic and McNabb to me at the latter part of years he became more of a a pocket passer. Vic the the same way. And Randall so, Cunningham, about Randall Cunningham because yeah. he always had a big arm to go yeah. along with the the speed. Absolutely, and but they all and John Gruden coached him. He was their OC there in in Philadelphia. Mm. So and Randall became more of a pocket guy when it was all said and done when he finished up in uh, Minnesota and all that. And I I think Justin has the talent to play from the pocket. For him, it's just getting to know the knowledge of understanding defenses, how to attack them, and pr- processing information, and he'll get that. He's he's too smart of a guy. I've talked to him. He is, he is a sharp, young quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has everything, every tool yeah. that he needs to not only succeed, but to dominate. Yeah, it just it takes time. He's hey, in a new well, system. And yeah. it'll take time. Well, why does it take time? Like the whole like not getting rid of the ball quickly well, enough. Like, what is that a pro- is, is that again because well, of what he's seeing? Like he it, doesn't trust it. Well, part. I mean, think about even when I played, we had actual two a days. 
All right, where you had two hours of, really three hours of practice in the morning, then you come back in the afternoon, you had three hours of practice in the afternoon. With pads too, right? Yeah, that's those are reps. Those are reps, actual reps where you learn and you're seeing things and you're being exposed to things. Justin doesn't have that. They don't, that is no longer the NFL. So all those reps have been lost. All right, so... When they go out on the field now, which is for like an hour and a half due to the the collective bargaining agreement, there's only so many looks you can expose Justin Fields to where he's actually physically doing it, diagnosing it, executing it at a high speed, at a high level. Mm -hmm. Everything else is in a classroom or it was virtual. You know, or it's, hey, man, here's the playbook. Here's the picture. Hey, if you get this look, this is how we want to execute it. He's physically not going through it or doing it, or actually receiving a rep. It's just a quote-unquote mental rep, but how do you apply it in an, in an actual real way until you do it? You know, some they, a lot of these teams, think of those two teams yesterday. They did a walkthrough. Think of Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills played two games in five days. Yeah. They had a snowstorm. They had one practice virtual, and then <laughs> they came back and – basically did a, a walkthrough, two walkthroughs, and played an actual game. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so the, Justin and these all, all these young quarterbacks, they miss all those reps. You know, like when I came in the league, you were exposed to a lot of things, and you were thrown in there and actually did them, you know, against all these different looks. And, and that's just not the case, how, how guys are brought along today. So it takes more time. You know, it takes time for these things to, to happen. And, again, it's a new offense. He's being exposed to a lot, and he's going to learn. He's going to learn. It's just not at everybody's pace of what they want. That's Jim Miller. I'm Mark Grody. Gridiron Gonzo in Freeport joins us. What's up? <laughs> hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. You too. Uh, you know, I, I guess the pace nod area left me with a little bit of PTSD, but I actually think this has been a very good year for the Bears. You know, pace hits a trifecta of franchise destruction. Uh, he maxed out the cap. He left us with very little draft capital, and he left a roster that was probably in the bottom, you know, five in terms of just overall talent. And in one year, the polls, he's – he had a, a reasonable draft with a limited hand and rectified the draft capital situation. We all know about the salary cap situation going into next year. It's looking very good. Uh, and, you know, the roster is bad, but this year was really about finding out who can play and who cannot play. And, you know, I think Justin Fields can play. I think Cole Komet can play. I think Tevin Jenkins can play. I think Braxton Jones probably can play. Uh you know, you go to the other side of the ball, feel good about the secondary. I mean, the front seven is, is the issue, and then you've got the offensive line, too. But I will say I think the front seven is an area where through the draft you can find day one impact players, and I don't think you can say that about most other positions. So, you know, that the arrow's looking good there. And obviously free agency is going to be another area where uh, – Holes will have an opportunity to address some holes. There are a lot of holes on the roster, <laughs> but I mean, we know where the holes are and we know where the holes are not. And I think that makes this year, regardless of the record on the field, a big win for Bears fans. Yeah. And, you know, we've kind of alluded to that. Thank you very much for the call, uh, Great Iron, that 
Yeah, this, he, he he nailed it. Um, this season is it is about development. It is it's it's about what we thought it was about, though, Jim. And I know that there are other developing players, and you got to find out who's going to be here next year. It has been about Justin Fields, and it has been interesting to find out about him and the changes that have taken place this year, which is why. I am in in that abs a little bit different from Jim because Jim says like if if he's good to go start him this week I'd prefer to see him sit this week and then just go full force the rest of the year but Jim there is so much that Justin Fields can still accomplish in this year just I mean we've seen it we've seen the progression and I'm excited to see them at least start to give the indication of going back to a more pocket friendly quarterbacking you know skill set for Justin Fields to go along with the running yeah I I think you know there's so many situations he still hasn't has hasn't been in you know like I said that's why I was excited at the end of that Atlanta game I wanted to see Justin Fields run a two-minute drill and just take it and go you know, where he's out there, he's calling the plays. You know, it's a situation where you got to, you know, much like Buffalo yesterday, it's the last drive, you've got to come through for your team to, to win. We haven't seen Justin in those situations a lot. So, uh, you know, here we're going on week 12 here, and if he plays or whether he doesn't play, maybe it'll happen for the new, you know this week against the New York Jets or Green Bay, or Philadelphia, or Buffalo, or at Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Those are key moments oh, yeah. that we have yet to see yes. uh, from him. So there is a lot of growth in areas that, that need to be, you know, discovered. Right, right. Know? And I think to some degree he's already surprised fans, like just with the with the spectacular runs. And I think that that is potentially in him from the throwing standpoint by the time the season is over as well. When we return... We're going to hear from Luke Getze. He spoke for the first time yesterday since the Atlanta game where some of his play calling came into question. And then the big picture question, you know, something that we've been talking about, is the Justin Fields ratio, the run-to-pass ratio. And Luke Getze will kind of defend himself on what they are doing in regards to that and how it manifested itself against Atlanta. So we'll play that for Jim Miller here in uh, just a second. I'm Mark Grody, and we have some open lines. We just finished our second bank of calls. So if you were thinking about calling... This would be a spectacular time to do so and talk to our producer, Cesar Perez, who will put you through to us at 312-644-6767. Miller and Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Short gun back to his right as Montgomery's had a good day overall. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Snap, direct, handoff, four. Keeper, rather, for Justin Fields. Can't turn the edge. Alford comes in and throws him out of bounds and... That one hurt Justin. He's on his back. You Justin know, getting a, getting some attention. Get up! No! Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer on uh, WBBM. Hi, I'm Mark Rohde right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score along with Jim Miller who is going to be with us for about another 10 minutes until 1 o'clock. And then I will be with you until 2 o'clock at which time I just saw Gabe Ramirez wandering the hallways here. Um, I think he's working over at B96 right now. But Gabe will be in along with uh, Lou Canellis from Fox. So they will have the afternoon show today, 2 to 6. I bet you they'll have a lot of Bears talk as well. A couple of calls we're going to get to here in a second, but a text here, uh, Jim Miller uh, from the 563. Question for Jim Miller. Seen you at Platteville and always thought you would be a great coach. Any interest? 
Um, I've been asked, really offered oh. uh, to to coach places and oh. uh, NFL. You know, yeah, yeah, it was in yeah. the NFL, yeah. and uh, you know, for me, like uh, I t- like I said, I, it took me when I retired in 2006. It took me about another year. I needed like three more surgeries to get completely healthy, and I was just kind of decompressing. And at that point, I did get offers to to coach, um, but you know, just wasn't physically able to do it. Oh, okay. Because I was doing some rehab stuff, yeah. and then the Super Bowl Forty was here in in Detroit. And believe it or not, it was somebody from the Score, Dan Zampillo, uh-huh. who was a producer there yeah. at the Score, took a job for WXYT Radio here in Detroit. And when the Super Bowl was here, he said, Jim, I know you live locally. Would you be willing to come down? You played in a couple Super Bowls. Would you come down to Radio Row and uh, just talk about your experiences? And so I did. And then, then it was at that point, um, Steve Cohen, who at that point, who's the head of Sirius uh, Programming, uh, said, hey, you know, would you come over and do an interview for us? And I ah. did. And he goes, have you ever thought about doing this for a career? And I go, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and uh, he called me for about a year, and I was still wow. healing up. And he, my wife finally told me, said, why don't you just go to New York and hear what he has to say? So I did, and it was me, Jerry Rice, and Moose Johnston uh, were all there interviewing for Sirius. And at the end of the three days, like an idiot, I went there in a three-piece suit. And he's like, no, dude, we're just going to throw you on the air and see <laughs> if you can <laughs> last for four hours. radio, man. Yeah. yeah. So, And I lasted for four hours every day. He goes, yeah, we want to hire you. Would you be interested? I go, are you kidding me? I talk football for four <laughs> hours a day? Are you serious? From that's, my house? That's amazing. And, and I've been doing it for 16 years. That's great. So you beat <laughs> yeah. out those other guys, too, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did. Yeah. Hall of Famers. Yeah. I got to own them. You guys might have been better than me on the field, but I'll be damned if I'm going to lose a broadcasting gig to you guys. That's right. So, and it's it's been great, and I love it, and I love covering the Bears. I, I love football. Football's been a part of my life. I'm 51. It's been a part of my life for basically, you know, 40. No, no, probably more than that. 42 of my 50, 51 years on this earth. Football's been a part of my life every day. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, you got a it, passion for it. Find out what you love and. Figure out a way to get paid for it, and that's exactly what uh, Jim Miller is doing. That is fantastic. Let's go to Matt in Milwaukee. Hi, Matt. You're on with uh, Jim Miller and Mark Grody. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Uh, well, with the season slowly hitting the back end, uh, I'm, I'll admit I'm starting to check out the possibility of the draft. And for the first time in a while, the Bears have a top-ten pick and uh, an f- interesting future What's an actual draft pick to use. So I guess the thought is you see these projections right now that I believe they're in the number three spot. My thoughts is uh, you guys, if they hit the number three spot, you have a shot at the big uh, D tackle or you know, Will Anderson, or do you trade back and try to get uh, what's his um, – I apologize. I'm not going to pr- be able to pronounce that Penn State tackle's name, Olu something or another, or uh, Peter Skaronsky. You know, uh, which, one do you, which one do you think you would prioritize? I think they've all got their you know, pluses and minuses, so I'm curious to see where you guys would go. Thanks for the call. Yeah, it's so early right now to even make those projections, yeah. uh, I would think. you know. But Will Anderson, obviously, from Alabama is well thought of and all those guys. But, you know, th- there's still so much to uncover in terms of the medical and all that. And guys will go up and they'll go down, um, whether it's an edge rusher or tackles like uh, 
who was I just talking? I talked to Jim Nagy yesterday. He runs the Reese's Senior Bowl and invites all the top seniors. You know that that BYU tackles getting a lot of love right now. I think his name's Freeland. He used to be a quarterback and uh, and a tight end. And boy, I guess he's got some feet, and he is a monster of a man who's gaining a lot of love right now. So there's there's still a lot of work to do before it's all said and done. But yeah, pass rusher areas of needs that you're thinking of the Bears. Of course, you know you're if a top tackle's there, of course you're you're going to consider pass rusher is definitely in the mix for the Bears. Linebacker, of course, you got to think of who are the the top off the ball linebackers sure. that are going to be available in the draft. That's those are areas of needs. For yeah, yeah, I mean this is one of those years when they start to utter the old uh, you know best player available. Like you could actually be like, yes, take the best player available because the Bears need help at most positions. So it does make sense, and it also. To me, it makes the most sense to you know get get an anchor on the offensive line or or the defensive line, but who knows? And I honestly, like I maybe I need to start studying the draft early this yeah. year because I, this is like the well, third time like well, people are wanting to know draft stuff. I'm not ready for the like I yeah, don't have the I don't have the breadth of names yet. Well, I'm not ready either, yeah. and I I think you bring up a good point because you know here when you look at that style of defense that the Bears run, and I I said it at you know prior to their even when Eberflus was hired, I said, who's going to be their three technique? Because it starts and stops there to start with mm-hmm. that style of defense. And they tried to take a swing at the fence for Larry Ogunjobi, yep. right? He yep. wasn't healthy, and so they settled on Justin Jones. Mm-hmm. So and he's run say, hot and cold all year. So yeah. that's we see you see the importance of it. Yeah, so yeah. that is a key piece to that defense. So I would be researching right now if you're that interested in the draft. All right, who are the top three techniques yeah. that are out there coming out in, in college yeah. that would really fit this scheme that they're trying to run? Let's go to uh, John in Libertyville as we uh, wind down the Jim Miller portion of our show today. John, you're on the score. Thanks, guys. Um, let's do draft again, but it's a more generic question, so you won't have to be specific. But before just uh, Justin Fields got hurt, I was thinking about a second-string quarterback uh, that would be mobile, like uh, DTR. You said, somebody, would you consider a quarterback in the – Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. Uh, that's funny because I, I, with all the holes. yeah, I appreciate the call. That's funny because I, I, I sort of got roped into a hot take the other day doing a show on on NBC Sports Chicago, and we were talking about the draft. And I said, what would be so bad about the Bears taking a quarterback in the first round because of all the issues the Bears have had through the years at the quarterback position? Would it be so bad to have a luxury of riches and an asset at, you know, at the quarterback spot? And we've seen it too many times throughout Bears drafting history that these the the guys from the fourth round on they just sort of here, here comes David fails there goes David Fa- you know what I mean like right. it just it hasn't worked and maybe that's just the trauma that I have seen from from a Bears fan and then Bears broadcasters eyes Jim yeah well I think there's going to be a slew of quarterbacks that are available I don't think you want to develop two young guys you know so I think they would sign a veteran whether that's Trevor Simeon who is resigned but there's going to be a ton of guys available I mean. Baker Mayfield's going to be out there. Sam Darnold's going to be out there. I mean, you're going to have a pick of any veteran quarterback that you're going to bring in to back up Justin Fields. But I've got no problem. I think you always need to be grooming guys. So if they were to draft a a guy late, like a fifth or a sixth-round guy, uh, I don't think that's a problem. But I think they're going to want a veteran there to to bring along Justin Fields. You know, I think that's – you don't want to have two young guys that you're trying to develop to play – 
So I think they're going to want an established guy at the backup spot, but you could still groom a young late draft pick. I don't think it'll be an area of focus. So. Yeah, yeah. There's there's just so much, and those shows will be coming. Trust me, all the the draft shows. I think we're we're a little premature on it, and I I get it. It's fun, but uh, that that will it will be an off season's worth of that stuff for the Chicago Bears. Jim, are you done broadcasting for the day, or you got another four hours to do somewhere else today? Still, I'm an all day sucker, dude. I got another four hours, so grab <laughs> grab your leftovers and let's roll. <laughs> Jim, thanks for giving us two hours. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Hope everybody has a wonderful post Thanksgiving. What a great day of football yesterday, and good up good upcoming week here in the NFL. Amen, Jim. Take care. There goes Jim Miller, the the former Bears quarterback the xm radio where he's about to go do four hours he works for fox here down the block from the prudential towers where i am broadcasting right now on chicago sports radio 670 the score i got another hour with you guys and there was some good stuff in the locker room yesterday especially from jalen johnson who weighs in on garrett wilson the the wide receiver and mike white and i think you will find the 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 analyzing of Mike White, very entertaining from Jalen Johnson. So that is coming up next. I'm Mark Grody at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.